Welcome to My Messy Lessons, a place to realize that being human is okay, that no one's normal, (laughs) and to think about life deeply. I share the things I'm learning in life and coaching in a hopefully real and messy way. If I get too perfect sounding, let me know. (laughs) I would encourage you not to take this as the truth because I might disagree with myself a month or year from now. So just use it to spark your own thinking about these topics in whatever direction that takes you. Hello, everybody. I am um, a little bit nervous to put this out there in the world at large because it's pretty vulnerable stuff. But I also feel confident putting it out there and it's something I've really owned in my own life. And so I hope that it serves to make you think and maybe possibly welcome yourself a little bit more than you do right now. So today I wanted to talk about my three most shadowy parts. This is a fairly common concept in psychology that we are made of different parts. And Carl Jung talked about how we are a community within ourselves. We have um, parts that are still pretty young, like beliefs and thoughts that haven't really evolved since we were little. And parts from when we were teenagers. We have wise parts and we have angry parts and we have bitter parts and we have um, playful parts. And you might notice this within yourself when, as you're in different circumstances, you feel differently and you act differently. You know, maybe the work you is a different you than the home you, or, um, um, like when I went with my now husband up to visit my family for the first time, he said, man, I saw like, playful auntie Phoebe, you know, a part of you that I've never seen before. And so we have these different aspects or parts of ourselves. In the coaching methodology that I've learned over the last year and a half, I have been doing a deep dive into these parts of who I am. And a lot of these parts, we reject or suppress them because we are taught directly or indirectly that they are unacceptable, that we'll be rejected for them. Um, I don't know that we have to be perfect, that we have to be nice, that we have to, you name it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And we shove these other parts of us down and essentially we become less than whole. And so our wisdom is only partial and our self-love is only partial and our power is only partial. But the more we meet and embrace every single part of who we are, the more whole we are, the more powerful we are, the wiser we are. And yeah, so I've just been on a journey to doing that and not just meeting, you know, shadow parts of who I am, but also meeting strong, wise parts of who I am. And today, I want to share with you the three most shadowy parts that I have come across 
in my internal world. And I'm going to describe to you what they look like to me because uh, one of my coaching tools is to put this part on, like to project it out in my imagination, project it out onto a pillow in front of me and to see what it looks like. And a lot of times that can be really informative and super interesting. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'll just uh, go into these three parts and you can kind of make of it what you want. Um, But I would really encourage you to think about starting to get in touch with and welcome your shadowy parts and your wise parts and your ugly parts and your beautiful parts because every part of you, as contrary as this might seem, is probably just trying to protect you. I have yet to find a part of me that is not trying to protect me, even though it's super sabotaging me or (laughs) sometimes it can be pretty misguided, but yeah. So, um, the first one I want to talk about is my perpetrator. I have a perpetrator and a victim within myself and you might connect to this easily by thinking about your critical voice. Um, we all have an internal critic and sometimes it can be pretty mean and nasty and cruel. And if you spoke to your friends the way you speak to yourself, a lot of us wouldn't have friends. (laughs) So, uh, my perpetrator looks like a huge, like up to the ceiling, huge slimy slug. I swear it's from a movie but I cannot for the life of me think of what movie it's from, but I'm pretty sure I saw this creature in a movie. Anyways, it looks like a big slimy slug with a big mouth that has sharp pointy teeth. And when I look at it in my imagination or feel it, I feel disgust and shame about it. I believe we all have the capacity to do and be evil. And when people look at others and think, oh, I could never do that. What's wrong with those people? And it makes, they make it very like us and them, like, oh, they're evil and I'm not. It makes me nervous because to deny that we have the same capacity as other human beings for evil and for good, we might not recognize it inside of us when it starts showing up. And by virtue of being so sure that we aren't like them, we might become the exact thing we judge them for. An easy example is how I am really judgmental about judgmental people. (laughs) So by me, us and theming them or othering them by saying like, oh, I'm not judgmental like that. I am being very judgmental. (laughs) Or a lot of times people get so angry at someone that murders someone else that they want them to die. So how is that? That's kind of a deeper one, but how is that different? If you, if you want to send somebody to their death and you have a murderous feeling in your heart towards them, or you would kill them if you had the chance and they killed somebody else, how is that different? My inner perpetrator loves to also uh, criticize me. It's very critical. And it says things like, 
what's your voice worth anyway? No one will want to hear your podcast, your YouTube channel. Like, what do you have to offer? You're just like a middle-class white girl. What, what you have been through in your life doesn't really matter because it's not much compared to what other people go through. Who do you think you are anyway? Yeah, I have that voice. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> um, yeah, it can be really cruel to me. And what it wants is power. And it wants power so that it feels safe. So this part of me, this perpetrator part of me, it just really wants to feel safe. I think I'm still working on this, understanding it, but I think it's so worried about being a victim that it becomes a perpetrator. And it's, it's taught me that when I look at perpetrators in our society or if somebody's being cruel to me, it helps me see them differently now. It helps me be conscious of the ways in which I might be heading that way. It helps me see that they want to feel safe. And it helps me see that maybe they're so afraid of being a victim again or being a victim that they have decided to become a perpetrator. And it's helped me see that I've been a perpetrator not only to myself, but to others. You know, I think we've all said cruel, um, unkind things or treated people in ways that they don't deserve. My second shadowy part is my Maleficent. <laughs> so she actually looks like Maleficent to me. She is my bitter, ugly, cynical, hating part. She doesn't actually show up much since I have acknowledged her and welcomed her and gave her love and compassion. She just kind of hangs out most of the time. Um, and I think we all have good reason to be bitter and cynical. Life is suffering, like Buddha teaches, I think for everybody in, in different ways. Sometimes we can look at other people and think, well, they have a great life. They have no reason to be bitter or hurt or upset, but the more you get to know someone, the more you realize that we all have heartache, we all have loss, we all have hurt in our past. Maleficent shows up um, sometimes as part of a nihilism that creeps in sometimes, like, well, what's the point of it all anyway? I'm just going to die. What difference can one person make in the world anyway? Um, she's also at times, great friends with my victim, but sometimes is bitter about claiming victimhood too, and she can empower me. She helps me to realize that I'm not a saint, I'm not perfect, I'm not easy to be married to, I'm human and ugly sometimes on the outside and the inside. And that's okay. Accepting her, and this is a really interesting thing, when you can accept and feel compassion for a part of yourself, you can then accept and have compassion for that part of others. And so getting to know this part of me has helped me have grace and has helped me to be able to deal with other people's bitter, ugly, cynical, hating sides. And I'm not saying like, 
oh, like, I think the whole world should be this way. Everybody should be bitter and cynical and hating and ugly to each other. Like, that's not, um, that's not what I mean, but it is there in all of us, whether you admit it or not. I think if you don't have this part or something like this part, then you can like message me and tell me, and that would be really fascinating. But I think I think it's a very human part to have. <laughs> Just watch. I'll be like the only one in the whole world that has this part. Okay. <laughs> so the third one I want to talk to you about, the third shadowy self is my shame. So shame usually shows up in my life like a huge, very huge, dark monster with kind of like a nightmare looking monster with big teeth and big claws. I used to find him really scary, but now I can face him with quite a bit of courage these days. I'm proud to say after a lot of internal work and my shame has said things to me like, look at you prioritizing your self-pleasure. You're disgusting. You're such a slut. Um, your husband must be secretly ashamed to be married to you and your children will be ashamed of you too when they're old enough to do so. You're bringing dishonor to your whole family by shining your light or being authentic. You should really just keep quiet and cook food and wear baggy clothes and basically sit down and shut up. Oh, you think that it's helpful to be the best version of yourself? Well, no one cares anyway. You're so insignificant. You're disgusting. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a voice that, um, comes up sometimes. The thing is that I've talked to my shame and shame wants me to be safe. That's why it's showing up. Kind of crazy, right? If it shames me into being small, I won't attract criticism or hatred. I won't be seen. It wants me to belong with my family of origin still and has a hard time understanding that I'm a grown-ass adult woman. And if I shame myself first, I won't be shamed by others, maybe, and face the pos possible consequences of being thrown out of my tribe, so to speak. Facing my shame, expressing it and feeling it in my body, welcoming it, is one of the most challenging and terrifying things I have ever done. It's helped me to now recognize it when I feel it and be more comfortable with it. I used to do everything in my power to not feel it. And now I can feel it, know that it's, you know, familial, societal, and religious conditioning, and often take it into account and understand that it's trying to make me belong, but then I can do what feels empowering and authentic for me anyway. It really just wants me to belong. It doesn't realize that, um, it doesn't fully realize, although it's shifting, but it doesn't fully realize that I can belong the way that I am and the way that I want to be, that there is a group I can belong with that accept me and love me for who I am entirely. And to be fair, it's scary as shit to be ostracized societally. We see a lot of that nowadays with 
the calling out culture and people assuming, you know, something about you because you like one post or I don't know, your words are misunderstood or whatever. And it's like world shaming, like in an instant. And that's terrifying. Like it makes sense why there's a part of me that wants me to be quiet and small and not be out in the world and not have this podcast and not say anything about anything ever. But that's not what I want. It's not how I want to live my life. Um, And this shame part of me is realizing that there are people in my life who love me no matter what. Um, So I don't think, like, I don't, I don't see these parts as parts to get rid of. I see them as parts to understand, to love, to recognize when they show up in my life. And I'm grateful to them for teaching me what they have, for trying to protect me as as misguided as they might be. So, I don't know. If you're feeling brave, I'd love to encourage you right now or tonight to just take like five minutes and see if you can find a shadowy part that you've been rejecting or repressing. Maybe your inner critic or your anger, your shame, your fear, and just send it love and compassion. Maybe figure out how is it trying to protect you? What's it trying to protect you from? What's it trying to do for you? Why is it there? It's a part of your psyche. (laughs) And whether you understand it and welcome it or not, it's still going to be there. So you might as well. (laughs) Um, Anyways, good luck with that. You can uh, message me. Let me know how it goes. Um, You can contact me through my website at the end of this pod that I mentioned at the end of this podcast. Either one of them has contact pages to reach me at, or if you know me personally, you can just shoot me a text and I'd love to hear from you about that. And my next podcast is going to be about um, three of the light parts of myself that I've found, three of my empowering um, wise parts. And so I look forward to sharing those with you as well. Thank you for listening to and subscribing to my podcast. If you'd like to know more, you can visit my website at mymessylessons.com. And if you want to know more about me and my coaching business, you can visit bbd.com. That's P-H-O-E-B-E-D.com. I hope you have, as always, a wonderfully messy week.